Welcome back to Daycare Pod. I'm Jenna, and we're back for week three of Charity's season of The Bachelorette and her journey to find love with a bunch of weird men. Like, some of them are okay. Some of them are kind of weird. I, we're starting to get into the part of the season where I'm like, I don't know if any of these men are good for her except for maybe four of them. But we are going to recap it, and I'm really excited to have this guest on this week. She's been on before. We've talked about Gaylor a bunch. And I remember one time I was like, you have to come on and actually watch an episode of The Bachelorette and we have to talk about it as two fucking dykes. And I'm so excited she's here. Please welcome back to the podcast, Cam, from What I Will Say Podcast. Oh, Jenna, you're too kind. I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to talk some Bachelorette. I yes. actually have been watching a little this season. I have some friends who do like a girls night um, to watch it. So I watched the premiere yes. and I would just watch this recent episode uh, for this episode. So excited to get into it. I love it. Yeah. But you, so you had not really watched the show though very much over the years though, right? No, you know, I'm vaguely aware of its place in pop culture and and such. And I, I get the premise, right? Yeah. But um, I was always more of like a VH1 girl, like a Give me like um you know Flava Flav show mm-hmm. where he's trying to find love or um New York uh, yes. Tiffany Pollard her spinoff like Queen like you know mm-hmm. yeah good time the the good days for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah The Bachelor it, you're right it has its place in our media for sure and it is such a cornerstone it's like the longest running you know reality dating show out there. And that has to stand for something sometimes. But at sometimes I'm also like, what does it stand for? You know, like, what are we doing? <sighs> it feels like the show might be coasting a little bit on that name. <laughs> yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to come into this podcast and like shit all over the show that obviously everybody who listens probably has some love and appreciation for. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to yeah. be that guy. But like, <laughs> it seems like the show is maybe at this point phoning it in a little. Mm-hmm. I would agree. This season, um, by all accounts, is actually looking like it's starting to try to get back into like a, a type of version of itself that we all really loved and enjoyed. And there's like already building some like romance that we're really seeing that I'm excited about. But the last like, you know, five so years have really kind of jumped the shark in a lot of ways. And it's just like focused on weird drama moments and like not really on the love, which is like you want to have both, right? Like I want to have the drama and get into it and have people I'm rooting for and not rooting for. But then I also really still want the lead to like end up with somebody where I'm like, oh, I actually think it worked, you know, because I have been watching this show for a long time. And like there are a lot of couples that have worked out from this in some ways. And like I used to cry during the engagements and now I don't cry as much anymore. <laughs> and I don't know if that's me changing as a person, but I think it's the I think it's both me and the show. <laughs> Let's be real. I you know, I don't have a lot to compare it to, but I just I felt there was maybe a, it felt like the show was going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a helicopter ride and yeah, and we'll get into that. But like mm-hmm. it just felt like, okay, well, what is the story here? Yeah. What is the heart of this show? Yeah. Yeah, you know, where's the heart? So. Well, we're gonna find it hopefully. And Charity is a wonderful lead. She's one of the best we've had in a while, so we're really excited about her. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about a couple pop culture things before we get into Bachelor World again. And y'all, men are men are the worst. Like they have been the worst. We've known this for a long time, right? But the last couple of weeks have just continued. It's like whoa, like whoa, like you have that guy doing the submarine thing. Like I was all. That's all the men behind that. You have Kiki Palmer's partner talking about her. Yeah, exactly. Talking shit. And then we, I was out of town for a couple days and lost, didn't have cell service. And I came back and I was like, why are we talking about Jenna Hill? 
Like, why would anyone be talking about Jonah Hill? It doesn't. It's not looking good. So for <laughs> for for those of you who missed it, so Kiki Palmer's boyfriend, he um, <clears throat> I think commented on Twitter. Kiki wore, I think, a lovely dress mm-hmm. to see Usher to Usher's birthday or something to to an event with Usher. And it was a sheer, like a sheer gown, but it had like a bodysuit under it. Mm-hmm. So there was not, you, I mean, you could see her legs like, okay, like what? It's like, it's like she was wearing, certainly was even more covering up than a swimsuit would. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I just, it was very, it was a lovely dress, mm-hmm. like not titillating or <laughs> out of anything at all. Lovely dress. That is all I would say about it. And he like quote tweeted the picture or commented or something and he said yeah but you're a mother though and people pushed back and then he doubled down and made another tweet where he was just basically like i'm standing up for my morals and values and blah 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 and you know of course luckily he and kiki have unfollowed each other on social media kiki is like posting hilarious tiktoks okay um i think they are split now mm-hmm. as they should be he mm-hmm. is the father of her child yeah so, so that's like, unfortunate like that's you know yeah you just hate to, i mean you hate to see anybody you know yeah. go through a breakup when there's a kid involved but yeah. like obviously she needed to dump the motherfucker already mm-hmm. and what was he thinking like how it's 2023 jenna am i wrong in saying like it just feels like at every turn and I think these are what, what did I see? I saw a therapist on TikTok call it like an an extinction blast or something, Ooh. an extinction um, blast or rumble or something like mm-hmm. basically like in there in, in psychology, if you like, let's say a child throwing a tantrum, they get a toy at the end of it. They want, yes. they go to the store, they want a toy. They don't get it. They throw the tantrum. The parents like, fine, but Jesus, take, we'll get you a toy. Just don't throw the tantrum. Yeah. And the parents finally decide to say, okay, we're not, you throw your tantrum, we're not getting a toy. Mm-hmm. For a minute, they will throw the tantrum harder. Mm-hmm. The tantrum mm-hmm. will be worse. It will be, so it's like a, when the behavior stops being rewarded, for a minute, the person doing the behavior does it even harder, yeah. you know, yeah. and you see this in children and you see this. And I think as a society, like, we're trying to tear down the patriarchy. We are, yeah. And okay, we're not, I mean, listen, as long as capitalism, you know, we're not going to make, <laughs> we're only going to make so much, but we have made real strides. Yeah, I mean, yeah. real, like legislative, like gay marriage being legalized, mm-hmm. things like that. Like real change is coming and has mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. and we have a long way to go, mm-hmm. long way to go. Mm-hmm. But right now we're having like an extinction blast from mm-hmm. oh, fucking yeah. losers. Yeah, true, true losers. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I like they're They are, they're throwing the tantrum harder. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to stand here and be like, okay, I'm just going to leave you on the floor while you do that. Right. But it's so loud and so bad. And they're, they well, and can't now, breathe anymore because they're holding their breath. And you're like, well, and then you have, yeah, I mean, then it's sort of like legislative, like now, like, I'm so worried about trans people in this country. Like, God, like, it's ugly out there, right? Like, legislation left and right. Obviously, LGBTQ people as a whole took a hit when the Supreme Court ruled last week that yeah. you can discriminate. I don't know what this has to do with The Bachelor, but 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 oh, basically, it's all connected. <laughs> it is honestly, it is all connected. We're gonna talk about tantrums. Yeah, exactly. Episode. But like, yeah, it really sucks that like we're experiencing this whiplash that, you know. Things like racism, homophobia, misogyny, transphobia, all of that have been 
an eons long problem Mm -hmm. for mankind Mm -hmm. and certainly in the history of america a lot but like it did feel like for a minute there was Mm -hmm. progress in a way that we have we are losing ground on and it's this backlash this extinction this tantrum and you're right it's like i just want to leave you on the fucking floor but and you're only hurting yourself because i deal with children every day right it's like had you just like not <laughs> you know as bad as you did like we could have we could have worked through this we could be together we could we could be get you know hanging out but you yeah you yeah but you're not listening and you're not and you're hurting your own self by throwing this tantrum even more so it's just like it's wild and jonah hill is just like another example of these men who want to get with a woman who is a badass who's hot and then try to dull their shine and and then dangerous here's the dangerous part of it extra dangerous is that a lot of these men now are going to therapy which we've asked them to go to for years and years and then in some cases are using it to now embolden their tactics of like emotional manipulation and it's just really like frustrating and the amount of comments you see everywhere of just people are like, well, he stated his boundaries. And it's like, these are not And it's boundaries. like, honey, that's not a boundary. That's not a fucking boundary. Like, first of all, do, like, don't be so fucking stupid, Jonah Hill. You knew she posted pictures in bikinis. She is a professional surfer. What? It's literally, it's like, it's her business casual. Yeah. Like, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, he slid into her DMs. Yeah. Because of the pictures and said, oh, you're looking so good based on her bikini pics. Third of all, like, Jonah, if you don't want to date someone that, first of all, he was trying to stop her from surfing with men. He was trying to stop her from posting pictures in bathing suits. But it's like, Jonah, you, if those, if that's a preference, if that's a deal breaker of his, weird, fucking weird, shows weird roots. Yeah. But he's allowed to have that deal breaker in a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, that's that that those preferences are rooted in misogyny. This mm-hmm. idea that my mm-hmm. woman cannot be around men, my, my woman cannot have her body showing in certain ways. But uh, again, anybody can have any fucking preference that they want. Mm-hmm. Nobody is forced to date anybody else. Mm-hmm. He knew what she did professionally when he reached out to her. Yeah. So that's not a boundary that you can set. Like, that's if he has the preference of dating women who dress modestly. Fine, fine. That many people in this entire world have religious reasons, have cultural reasons, have spiritual reasons. Like, and I, I would wonder, like, okay, what is all of that rooted in? But at the end of the day, like, it's fine. Anybody can prefer to dress to date somebody who dresses modestly. Yeah. But what is not okay is to start dating someone and then to try and change them yeah. to fit that preference. That right. is not a boundary. That is an unreasonable request of a partner that you already knew didn't do that. Yeah. And you still agreed to date. Yeah. And it's, it's so it's, fucked up that he uses that therapy language yeah. and he weaponizes it to try and manipulate her. It's it's really weird. It's really giving Nick Vial. You don't know this man probably as much as I do, but he is. A, I, you guys should talk about. How yeah, he's a longstanding that. bachelor piece of shit. And he has a podcast where he gives a dating advice to his primary audience, which is women. They just, you know, 18 to probably 34. Mm-hmm. And he gives like the most just asinine, like pick me advice and talks down to women like well i mean he's obviously treating you like shit so i don't know why you're staying with him like this is kind of on you 
for staying with him. Like, it's like that shit all the time. And like this last year, he said he was going to go back to school to become a therapist. And it's like, this is like absolutely not what we needed. He went on a whole tyrant podcast once talking about how the word gaslighting is being used too much by women. And it's like, hey, listen, I understand it can be used inappropriately, but like, as a whole, are we, is that really the, the problem we need to be working on? Like, how about we work on like the issues of, you know, it's so silly to me. And so he's just like, well, you're not respecting my boundaries. And it's like, you, okay, you went to therapy once and now you're like, I'm gonna use this word and try to control my, my partner. It's so, it's so silly and I hate it. <laughs> and I, and it sounds like he's, it's starting to be a full on thing because now Alexa Nichols, she's a woman on Twitter who has been doing a lot of great work about uh, calling out the predators in media and in like Nickelodeon and things like that. She came on and talked about how she was like, kind of assaulted by Jonah when she was 16 and he was 24. So uh, I guess the story is ongoing, y'all, but fuck Jonah Hill. Fuck him. That's all I got to say to that. that. <laughs> y'all, don't be don't be as insecure as Jonah Hill and trying to date yeah. happy, healthy, beautiful people. Like, fix your shit, man. Fix, fix your, your shit, shit before yeah. you make it somebody else's problem. Like, mm-hmm. very Absolutely. silly. Um, speaking of, I guess, emotionally abusive men, let's talk about Speak Now, Taylor's version for a sec. Let's do it. <laughs> that just came out, and uh, I loved it so much. I obviously wasn't a Taylor fan until like a year and a half ago, almost two years, whenever Red TV came out, the day Red TV came out, I fell in. Uh, so I wasn't really, Wait. I wasn't, yeah, exactly. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you came along in folklore. No. Yeah. Red TV. Wow. Yeah, the day. The, okay. I heard I heard all too well and I said, what is this about? And then yeah. I fell hard and deep into both just the Swifty fandom as a whole, but Gaylor. And I like binged your podcast in like three months, like all 7,000 episodes. It was like really a bad time for me. Um, I'm going to send you a bill for my therapy, but so I'm happy to pay it. Um, you know, I wasn't around during speak now when I tried listening to the OG version uh, a couple months ago to get a, a glimpse of I've heard obviously songs from it. I was like, this is really camp and really kind of like fake. But in like a good way, I wasn't mad about it, but I was like, every song on this album could be on a movie soundtrack. And it seemed like half of them mm-hmm. were. And I was kind of just like, whatever about it. But listening to this version of it, I there's something sick and perverted about it. I love listening to like this older woman singing her younger songs. Mm-hmm. That brings so much more like depth to it that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible album. It's funny that you point that out about how camp it is and sort of how it's really on the nose. Mm-hmm. Like every track, it's just like sort of bleeding heart and sort of, and then, and I'm, you're sitting there and saying that, and I'm like, it really is. Like I hadn't thought about it that way, but Jenna makes such a good point. And it, well, it is entirely self-written. Yeah. She did not have other writers on the songs. And so nobody was like, uh, Taylor, pull it back. Just like Taylor, <laughs> dial it, dial it down just one. So it is sort of like Taylor to the max. It's the most Taylor, Taylor, Taylor has ever been. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and it was, it's like kind of like, whoa. And I think as somebody who listens to her more recent music, I'm like, oh, this woman has a little more reflection, a little more like restraint, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this is so big and so performative in a way, but not mad mm-hmm. again about it. Just like, oh my God. So I really loved it. Of course, the discourse about better than revenge has been going on. I think you brought up a good point a while ago. It's like, we're, you know, our rights are being kind of stripped again by us for a while. We were starting to like make some headway mm-hmm. and things are kind of going backwards. And I feel like in a way, you know, the mattress line could, and it could still be funny and ironic and like silly to be like, 
uh, like, you know, the way I say cunt all the time, like we're taking it mm-hmm. back. It's whatever. We can be sluts. That's empowerment. But it's like, Elsa, it's not that funny anymore. Like, you know, like shit's happening. We have all these men doing really toxic shit. And it's like, I don't blame Taylor for changing it. I really don't either. I thought I was going to be irritated. And then I just wasn't at all. And somebody made a fake audio where it was like, you know, they used IA Taylor's voice and they were like, you know, she said something like, if I hadn't changed it, you would have been mad. And if I did change it, which I did, you're still mad. I could Mm -hmm. never please your bitch ass. So fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. And I, it is just kind of like, either way she went, Mm -hmm. she was going to get pushed back from someone or another. Mm -hmm. I think she followed her conscience and heart Mm -hmm. on the matter. Do I think it would have been incredibly harmful for her to leave it on there? No. I mean, we certainly don't ask men to speak of us better in their music. Mm-hmm. So like, but I'm, I, it's fine. I don't have I, either, either which way she went, I'm going to be supportive. It's fine. Yeah, like, exactly. I think if you're, you know, if you're a woman, you get to, you get at least one, once a lot <laughs> in your life, once in your life to slut shame. And then, I think, to, I think if she had left it in, she could have said something like, guess what? I called the girl my boyfriend left me for good at sex the joke's on me like yeah, what exactly. a queen. like right like she's obviously better at fucking yeah sucking like dick no wonder he left me yeah like, exactly yeah. absolutely yeah and, isn't and that jo- the meanwhile joe jonas never had sex with anybody until he was with ashley green which I'm right the, the twilight right? connections just get deeper and deeper and you bring so, like, taylor, taylor Lautner into it i'm like ah! taylor called her a whore and then it's like that girl didn't even sleep with him so but it's fine i Either way, it was fine. She can never please our bitch asses. It's true. No, no, people were canceling their, you know, vinyl orders a month ago because she was dating Amanda Healy, which fine. But fine, like, fine with that. Yeah, like do that. But it and is I, just gosh. But it's like funny. But like you're like then, but you're listening, and then you're like, well, fuck her first changing yeah. her misogynistic lines like what yeah. is she supposed to do i yeah. forgot I, i'm confused about what side of the line we're on but i understand it's a nuance and we're allowed to be like whatevs but it's just can i ask crazy. you something mm-hmm. a little off topic yeah, bring please. me on topic if we need to but i was just, i've been thinking like listening to speak now thinking think about taylor it's something i do once in a while yeah and i want to know did swifties bully her out of dating maddie healy oh mm-hmm I know they I'm, did, going, right? I'm going back and forth on it a lot. I've been listening to your episodes and it's like, yeah, I, I am not entirely convinced they're not together either still or talking <sighs> after that latest denial. I think they are split. Yeah. And, I and somebody so. slid into my anons. Apparently it's the, the red scare. You know how mm-hmm. they said those awful things about Taylor yeah, and fat women and, and mom, they called yeah. Andrea, you know, all yeah, that exactly. nasty stuff. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. But apparently it's not just that he like wore their t-shirt and like, so, you know is friendly with them and other people on their podcast network apparently he used to sleep with dasha yeah. Hmm. Yeah. so she's like the main one sailor mm-hmm. socialism is what mm-hmm. she's known as she's mm-hmm. in that viral quip so for like info wars or something but interesting um but so it, i do, i wonder if it's not just these people's nastiness and that they said nasty things about taylor and andrea it's also that he hooked up with Dasha in the past. Yeah. Apparently they were hooking up around the time he first was with Taylor back in yeah. 2014. Yeah. yeah. So then I just, I don't know, but something about that, they're not even in contact makes me think it's really over. Yeah. I was kind of waiting. I was like late stager, but I don't know. I feel like I go, I'm insane. Like I'm actually mm-hmm. insane because I'm like equal parts like, blah, blah, blah. and then I'm also like, it was all PR and it was all meta and it was all like an, an attempt to try to recreate this hairy element of 1999 mm-hmm. TV. They dated, broke up, got back together, 
you know, thin left or whatever. Like that she's trying to create that. So like I was expecting a story of them getting back together purely for that weird, insane PR reasoning in my head. But I think in a way, to, so to answer your question, I do think the fans ended the thing for her because she miscalculated. I think her and Tree miscalculated and did not realize that they couldn't pull this off, this weird thing that was happening. But I also can be convinced, and I am at times convinced that they were really like hooking up because like, why oh, why would she if it, it, it was, it was so I just bad. think she would pick someone more vanilla. She'd pick a Harry Styles, a, a Tom Hiddleston, and a Taylor Lautner. Those are relationships I'm more convinced of being PR, right? Like yeah. these very, yeah, just palatable characters. Yeah. Maddie is, you know, the you know, former drug addict and just the, a mess in all different ways. And, I know, but isn't that that's very? It's very. Um, I knew you were trouble. Yeah, but Which I think isn't I Harry. See, I think I knew your trouble is about martin johnson well yeah and I then agree. maddie is just like martin and martin was like she was obsessed with him right. that's what all the tea is i, I know and, and, like. and how you get and you get together with maddie a month and a half before speak now comes out to hide the maddie yeah but all, i think or to have the, i think she's just actually martin attracted Jones. to these bad boys <laughs> fair i mean if she's bisexual she, clearly this is very plausible yeah because <laughs> bias do the <laughs> Who could know? But at the end of the day, where my gut and heart lands on Taddy is it was real and Swifties bullied her out of it. Good. But I think maybe <laughs> I wonder if she confronted him about Red Scare and she was like, did you know they said this about me and you're running around wearing their T-shirts and like you were fucking Dasha? And he probably said, you know, I think he said, it's not your business. She's my friend. Like, mm -hmm. and I think that might have been, you know, it for her. Yeah, no, I, I could agree. see it yeah. because because if there was any PR element, it would be. They're friendly. It's just not. Yeah, didn't work out. And if they were still together, like when they first broke up, we would get more of that of who knows what will happen. But for Tree to call up people within 45 seconds of the Sun posting that article mm -hmm. and say, not only are they not together, they are not even in communication. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, it's a that. lot. It's yeah. a lot. It doesn't give PR of they're all friendly it's fine or it doesn't give they're actually secretly together and they're just buying them some time at the same time the sun is like doubling and tripling down mm -hmm. they post they are printing articles about maddie and taylor being together so like still so like i don't Who's know the Who's the but did swifties bully her out of it i kind of think they did and i think that's really funny and i'm fine with it because maddie is heinous and i you know whatever but it's also kind of sad yeah, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, a hundred percent. So there's that. Okay, let's talk about uh more weird men. So this week's episode of the Bachelorette, week three, we're still at the mansion, but because network TV and specifically the Bachelor is dying, budget cuts mean that we have to move out of the mansion and let the people who actually own the mansion move back in, um, because they rent it. Is that why they left? <laughs> wait okay no, i'm but... joking but oh <laughs> where are they staying now because i know they left but yeah. i didn't get where they went to so they went to ocean beach california which is essentially like one speak now taylor version's length long of a drive uh away from the mansion um to go to start their journey typically they do one uh in america trap to like somewhere in in the, in the states mm -hmm. And then they go to international like tour and they go to other places throughout the season. It's weird that they're going just to like another place in California and then they're going to Oregon next, um, which is like cute because that's where I live. But I missed when they were there. And uh, yeah, so it's 
but the budget cuts are kind of bad this year and so it's just obvious they're like let's go down here and do a beach date i don't really understand so they go down and they the men have to drive in the bus except for ding 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 in a either true you know producer manipulation move or a smart move by charity to like get to know this guy early to see if he's actually worthy of her time brayden the bad boy of the season gets the one-on-one -on -one date and he gets to drive with her down to the ocean beach uh in last week's episode cam he got started to get in this problem because he started being jealous of the men who got to kiss her a bunch and it's like dude you're on a show where there's a bunch of other men kissing your lady so let's not get too i did you know. pick up on that in <laughs> yeah. conversation at the baseball stadium yeah. and i thought i was just like this dude fucking sucks and like grow up like yeah. you it's the bachelorette did he think that the the girl would just pick him and then she wouldn't touch anybody else for the rest of the season what did he think was gonna happen yeah he's trying to establish his boundaries though so we have to <laughs> I just wrote my notes. I said, it's so Jonah Hill coded. He's just like, I was hurt. I was hurt by a woman. I was cheated on. So you are making me uncomfortable by being around other men. Because I have an issue that I need to work on. Right. Dude. My bro. Pathetic. Um, And yeah, it's 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 essentially that. he. They, I will say it's interesting. So Charity is a, went to school for mental uh counseling therapy so i saw her therapizing like with him you know she's just like i think you're projecting i think you're having a hard time like letting go because of your boundaries and will you be able to like do this will you be able to like be present and he's he and, you know and she says he didn't give her the perfect answers but he gave her honest answers which was like i don't know i i don't know if i can get there all i know is i want to be here with you and i do like you and i think there's a connection here but i am not sure if i can handle this much and she's like well that's fair do you are you going to try and he says you're worth trying for which is like so the bare minimum and not at all what charity deserves i mean the one thing you can say for brayden is like i think i appreciate that he is sort of like i don't know bro i'm just here to hang mm -hmm. like i appreciate the honesty because i feel like most of the men on there like i feel like your average guy doesn't want to date someone for two months or however long the show is mm -hmm. and then get engaged like i think most of the men there probably are lying and just yes. hoping it sort of works out mm -hmm. and hoping it is a match with her. I'm sure they do want that, but I think a lot of them are also trying to grow social media platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. And so like, I almost appreciate his yeah. honesty, but I wish charity would take that honesty and be like, all right, well, I'm looking for a husband. That is not you. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. seems like a big whiny baby um, with the whole, other dudes are kissing her and in the meantime the guys in the fucking van are whining like a bunch of babies too <laughs> like it is not that hard to be driven around in a van get on your phone get on tiktok three hours will pass just like that <laughs> yeah be like xavier he's knitting a sweater it's amazing yeah. we loved King. it it was so cute we love it uh green flag so yeah it's it's just like interesting but she's she's still playing along with it she does say like is reminding me my past relationship was which wasn't good but i'm still willing to give it a try because there's a connection and we'll see how that goes um i don't love his earrings <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> okay i have to ask it so he start he wears he wears er earrings every episode and he's increasing the size of them so yeah your thoughts i it just i mean i should be like a king like mm -hmm. gender roles mm -hmm. defying king but it just comes off as douchey it comes off as <laughs> attention seeking 
Is that wrong to say that? Like, I'm just being honest here. I don't like it. I don't like him. I actually don't know that I like a single guy in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still getting to know them, though. So, but yeah, I don't love the earrings. What do you think about the earrings? Yeah. I mean, I think it's making him a little fruity and I love it and I'm here for it Mm -hmm. because I'm always seeing out, you know, where the bye guys are. Um, But that's me being incredibly problematic as I do every season when I pick at least four or five of them that I'm like, they're gay. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Like they're gay. (laughs) Like, obviously. sorry, they're obviously gay. Um, and he gives me uh, uh, Aaron and, oh, what was his name? The two bros from fucking James. James and James and Aaron, those two bi guys. Anyway, it, he gives off the same vibe. They're all from San Diego. They're all fucking at the gay bars. Let's, like, let's be real. So anyway, I, I'm prepared to walk back my hate of Brayden later when he comes out. But right now, I don't like him. So yeah um, i'll like his coming out instagram post but like well, yeah we'll like it we'll support it but i'm not about crazy it. about him right now so uh in this week's episode is sponsored by barbie the movie coming out next week july 21st wherever theaters are near you and i loved it okay so we knew this was gonna happen we see the previews of it charity looks amazing gorgeous little pink two-piece set love it she went to the barbie premiere this week in la she looked gorgeous uh, who's hosting this date, but none other than successful bachelor couple, Jojo and Aaron Rodgers' brother, Jordan. Did you know that? That guy? I didn't. Yeah, he's I didn't. Aaron Rodgers' brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, when you say successful bachelor couple in quotes, why are they? Well, it's funny quotes? because they are successful. She had her own season and she met this man and they just got married like a year ago, but they've been together for probably like four years, five years now. But the show on its little Chiron actually put successful bachelor couple. Oh, okay. And it's funny because typically there's not that many successful ones. Yeah, so that's true. Was- <laughs> Everyone breaks up, don't they? So like they have to be like, no, but for real, guys, these ones worked out. These ones worked out. That's very funny. Um, so they're fun. I, the state was hella fun as far as bachelor dates go. They have to sing. They have to write a song for charity to the tune of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And they have a live band of all women players, which I loved. Okay, so for, for Cam, I guess, you know, like this show is, it is a very cheesy date. But as far as previous cheesy dates, this was really well done for the show. Okay, that that was well done. Yeah, that was well done. <laughs> okay, I mean, um, I wonder if they should have picked something the contestants were good at doing. Mm. No. Because no, none of them could no. sing. No, that's for the, the cowboy. point. Yeah, they want to embarrass them. Yeah. Okay. Well, then fair. Then well done. Yeah. Well executed. I like the all girl bands. And I did. I mean, I did. You have a favorite performer? Uh, Did you have a favorite outfit? Yeah, I loved the the astronaut performer, Danton. His was really funny and good. I really liked. What was it? I mean, they're all they were all had like funny moments. Like, you know, I was kind of into it. And I don't like the blonde man who won. I think he's conservative. um, And he's like, yeah, he's annoying. But he also like had fun with it, and he was like, "It's the kind of karaoke partner you want, where you, no one can sing, but you're like gonna get the like audience hyped up, right?" Yeah. yeah, I think I liked Caleb's. I think he was the only one that could sing. Although I'm mad they only showed him like crooning her at the end; they mm-hmm. didn't show his mm-hmm. lyrics. Like, yeah. but I like that they dressed up Aaron A S Aaron the Aaron he got. Well, spoilers like everybody's watched this though he yeah. gets cut at the end but like 
they had him in a crop top and he's mr i can hunt i can fish i'm a real man like i just knew there's like gay like costume assistant people were like all right well i know who's going in the crop top the bedazzled (laughs) fucking pink fucking like um i like that like it was bordering on drag for some of the guys oh and i appreciated that yes like one of them had like a ball gown neck like does ken wear women's clothes sometimes he does i think (laughs) i I mean (laughs) no no um (laughs) i'm trying to stay spoiler free for the movie but like i've heard whispers that it's gonna be gay everybody's hoping it's gay i'm hoping it's gay too and the bachelor is gay like this is all you're right it's very drag they occasionally have drag like performances Mm -hmm. and sometimes even have drag performers on the show but they never use them and they're to like the best ability in my opinion but it is the show the show is camp so like one of the reasons i really love this show is it's it's heterosexuality being performed on a main like television show on this really intense level and none of it's like really real it's a very performance art and when you do shit like that it's like ooh, a little peek behind the curtain you know but when you're on like these more normal like romantic whatever it's still like it's so performative and it's so it's just like uh to me that makes it kind of gay because it's like this is what this is what straights do right but we're all sitting here being like mm. it's kind of gay because you're trauma dumping and you're uh fucking everyone in your circle and mm-hmm. you're you hauling after three weeks together like yeah i don't it's know it's very it's camp is a good way to put it and it does it just it's very performative i mean it i don't know it just it comes off as one of the faker tv shows i've watched and i like some reality television mm-hmm. you know i like some real houses of new jersey i like some you know i really used to like all those vh1 programs but even charity who i think is a very bright interesting smart person it feels like she's just she's saying what she thinks the cameras want her to say mm-hmm. to an extent yeah but it is, it's a good point it's like damn this is what gay people do before we come out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you're like mm, an excellent no, no, i point. really i really i want a, a house and a home and a family and two kids yeah. and yeah and then everything's great and we're, I, i'll quit my job and I'll, I'll do whatever you want like it's very like mm, interesting so yeah, you're you that um Aaron, I call him MAGA Aaron because he's I think he's mm. conservative as well. He throws a hissy fit because the other MAGA, Sean, wins the Barbie date and he gets to kiss. It's like watching two dumpster fires try to one up each other. It's like I'm like, where were you on January sixth? It's fine. Um I, dead ass. It is just <laughs> it is so embarrassing to watch a grown man be like, I can hunt. What what she wants this little flame boat? Like what? and it's like stir sir you like you are a grown man on national television and you're pissing your little girl panties about this you're peeing in your panties right now like i don't know it just i thought it was hilarious and i was like he fucking sucks yeah he fucking sucks it made me kind of like the sean guy although if he's conservative ew but like yeah no exactly i mean he got out there and he he like it was he treated like a drag performance he got the crowd involved and he shook his damn ass and whored himself out and got the date and he got it's to so make good. out with uh charity you know in front of the beach so you gotta love it during the one-on-one or the nighttime portion then get different um times to speak with her there was this is like another thing that you probably wouldn't know for not watching it they are showing a little bit more of each scene with each man so 
we're getting a little bit more um like a peek into her real relationships with these men which is nice we feel like in the last couple seasons we don't get that as much it's like really just like cut so weird you see her like talking to a man but there's uh like a voiceover happening you know it's like no we actually got to see little moments and we got to see a special moment between her and Daunton where she took him to her room and they just had this really sweet romantic conversation where he opened up about how special she is and how much of he's enjoying the journey what I really liked he said something along the lines of like I'm just really excited about this. I'm really excited about like unpacking this journey with you. And I really felt that he was excited about the actual process and getting to know her. And that's was like a rare but beautiful moment. And Charity seemed to love it. Yeah, she that was sweet. Can I ask, are do you think they're editing down the parts where Charity talks? Yeah, because maybe we're trying bit. to get the no no because we kind of know her already because mm-hmm. she got to introduce herself more at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like, or do the men just never let her talk? A little of both, maybe. A little bit of both, actually. They, I'm so both. glad you brought up that because there are, you're right, there are a couple men in the season who do talk over her a lot. And it's like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But I thought that was sweet. I, is it, what's his name? Do- Doughton? Doughton. Doughton. I'm pulling for him. Yeah. He's really he seems sweet. sweet. Yeah. Uh. Definitely. Um, but you're right. It's interesting. He was even talking a lot over her, too. Yeah. It's, I think that there also is probably editing of some sort. Like she's probably says more, but they, you know. They are showing us more of the guys. Uh, so next up, we get a one-on-one date with Warwick. So uh, he's, in my opinion, the hottest man who's on the cast. Gorgeous. Yes. He's and... my contender for gay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are we on the same page about that? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, and he where everyone was really excited for his date like all the audience like a lot of people are big fans of his even though we haven't seen much of him but we were like oh my god this is exciting and the show historically has not given proper and good representation of asian americans on the show and so we were really excited about it but i i really have to say like fuck the fuck the, the show for editing it in such a weird way I do think that he was a shy and quiet person. Obviously, he's a shy and quiet person. But the way they had the other men talking about him was really not that great about, like, how he's he's the, the quiet one you don't know because he might, like, do something weird and he's forgettable and you don't know he's there. It's like, that's a trope that happens. And I really don't like that the show perpetuated that. And then they, they made a mockery of him. Again, I know he probably was awkward and he was quiet and clearly charity was was uncomfortable by it and i'm fine that she sent him home but it was like the him falling asleep in the car did not seem real like it seemed <laughs> like they were editing in the audio and whatever i not i it wouldn't surprise me i know a lot of the stuff is sort of rigged and edited to look a certain way mm-hmm. um i mean i also thought like look at these catty bitches when they started talking about him behind his back i was like okay ladies like not not me being so misogynistic and every time these men act like but like i'm just saying these men all want to complete you know especially the conservative ones are like we're manly men blah 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 but it's like i'm sorry nobody is calling them out well i guess we are but like for gossiping behind poor warwick's back like mm-hmm. it just felt like all humans are the same and we all want to fucking talk shit okay so So let's stop asking acting like it's something only women do Mm -hmm. or let's stop and let's stop acting like it's like crazy when like gay people get together and do it like Mm -hmm. you know anyway but um he did seem to be probably i feel like this is is the phrase here for the right reasons or not here for the right reasons something thrown a lot around in the show that gets thrown around a lot 
Absolutely. Okay. Okay. He didn't seem to be there for the right reasons. Yes. Um, he did seem like a lovely man and very hot, but he did not seem yeah. to know a lot about his, himself maybe. And I feel like it's probably because he's gay and he hasn't had time to like do that introspection yet. <laughs> And when he's like, yeah, I don't know why my relationships didn't work out. It's because you're gay, Warwick. So no, I really was like, yeah, I really don't go to into relationships. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, I wonder why. Because you seem lovely and nice, and there's nothing wrong, you know. So yeah, yeah he was very, very shut off, and yeah, I think it, it, the process was not for him too. So there might have been an element of him being like, I'm not going to engage much because I'm just like, this isn't working out for me, and I know I don't have a connection, you know yeah uh, well we'll see you later on hopefully we'll see you on paradise um warwick i think you will do well there regardless i think you can maybe open up a little bit more um so yeah and then we get into the main drama of the episode where we have the Braden spiral coming back uh he has a moment during the daytime where he's talking to the other men in the house and he like just he Braden's issues he just talks unprompted seemingly and mm -hmm. is like yeah i'm having a real good time with charity but like i'm not sure i can actually get engaged in the span of this show because and that would have been a fine sentence and that is sentence is said often throughout most seasons like i'm not sure i'm ready to get engaged at the end of this i only know the person for a couple weeks but he says because i would feel uncomfortable after she's dated 20 other men and that was where it was like uh, record stop what <laughs> Sir? he just says anything I feel like Brayden's one of those people who will say anything if it supports their point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like, he, okay, he doesn't want to get engaged. He's come on the show and realized, like, That's I'm having him. fun. I want attention. I want Instagram followers. I do not want to get engaged. Mm -hmm. So now he's saying all this shit. But instead of just being like, I'm not ready to get married, which is a totally valid and fine thing to say. He's like, well, there's this. I'm going to try to like you. Like, blah, blah, blah. There's this. Well, she did. She's a fucking whore. And she dated all. <laughs> Sir. You were on a dating show. You knew the premise. Is that not just the theme of the day? Where it's like, guys, Jonah Hill, Brayden, you knew what you were getting into. You knew what you were signing up for. And now you're being fucking weird about it. Like, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to get married after knowing someone for a matter of days. Mm -hmm. But you know what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're not, yeah, it's just like, and so the men are like, mm, and Aaron, the other Aaron, um, Aaron S. comes and during the cocktail party lets Charity know that this is what Brayden is saying and very specifically like lays it out for her where, and then now she's like frustrated because he has a rose, she doesn't know what to do because, she, you know, what's interesting about this drama and I'm, I'm liking it for the show, this early villain arc is that you know, as she says, she's like, it's not, and he even says, both both of them, Brayden and Charity, he's like, These, this does mimic what he has been telling me to my face. It's like, he's not really lying about any of it, but it is intense that he specifically said, because I am dating other men, that he would be uncomfortable, and said it so carelessly, and then also called her classless last week. So Charity's getting pretty pissed about that, and uh, she's going to go talk to him. Meanwhile, the men are now livid at Aaron for ruining their chances to talk to her. And this is kind of a classic scenario, but I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like she should know about this though. You know, like, can we give Aaron a little bit of a break? But I'm not going to because Aaron was tattling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. He was not looking out for her. He was not being protective. 
his words. Right. He was trying to get rid of somebody who th- he thinks mm-hmm. like, I, I, no. I do not think he was like, I think he was just trying to throw somebody else under the bus. Yep. And, and she was- seemed to really believe that he was like doing it for like noble reasons. I don't think, I mean, I, it's, it's kind of funny because then I guess it's just like, I guess how else is she supposed to find out if mm-hmm. one of the guys doesn't tell her, but it's mm-hmm. still like, I don't, I don't, I don't like a snitch. Okay. <laughs> I don't, it's weird because I keep saying like, well, I respect that Brayden like knows yeah. what he wants, but like, I'm really coming down as team Brayden. I'm not team Brayden. I'm not team earrings. Okay. But like, I did think Aaron S was being a snitch yeah. and it just seemed very childish. It seemed very middle school, mm-hmm. which I guess is sort of a co- like a common thing in the show. Like it's right. just how this sort of stuff comes across in well, a television. Program. And well, yeah, like you're hanging on a, in a house full of other people. Right. Like, you know, it's going to get like, it's going to get high school, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and the, the other guys, like they just, this one guy, I don't even know his name has 15 different meltdowns throughout the episode of like, well, I'm just not, I'm not going to need time with her. I'm not going to get any time with her. And it's just like, I feel like I kept seeing guys be like, hey, Charity, can I steal you? Hey, Charity, can I pull you away? And this one guy keeps whining. And it's like, bro, just go do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's my wrong in thinking that was weird that his his meltdowns were like. You're not. Yeah. Was he just trying to get like sympathy Instagram followers because he knew he was on his way out? Like, is that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that slash, I think that's just like, that's how some men are. Like, they just, it's like that he's like a nice guy. It's like a nice guy syndrome. Like, I was was being respectful. Like, like, fuck her, you know, fuck everyone else. You know, nice guys finish last. And it's like, yeah, I guess you do. Like, yeah, like, leave. (laughs) Like, uh, so yeah, I think there's that. And then, you know, and that was like funny because at the same time, I was like, and back to your point earlier, I was like, what the Braden of all is getting me back and forth and that's why i think he's actually a very good villain and i'm loving him as a villain because he's not wrong like he's like these other men are lying to you like if they're they just are lying, and they, they're, they're just saying they're gonna get engaged to you like that's bullshit and i'm being honest with you saying i would like it but like i don't know why are we so team Braden? <laughs> it's, so, it's insane it's really it's wild it's back and forth every week i'm loving it he does suck no he does but like i think he's not i i think he's not lying when he says like nobody here wants to get married to you yet we just met (laughs) and i think i think your aaron s's who are like no i i'm just protective Mm -hmm. and you know we we all want to marry no you don't i mean unless you're lesbians (laughs) <laughs> nobody's trying to get married that fast like that's all i'm gonna say about that i actually do think it's possible to fall for someone really fast and that's and why i want to marry them really fast but Listeners, i was a fan of vanessa on the ultimatum queer love because that was her arc she was like i actually don't think marriage is like that great like she essentially was like leaning towards polyamory but you're not when you enter the show not polyamorous you know mm-hmm. and then you enter this polyamorous situation and i was like all for her arc of being like I don't know about any of this and I'm still in the process and everyone's like, I want to fucking like put a ring on it. It's like, yeah, but then Vanessa very much was like, I want to get married and it's only to you. Right. Yeah. But it, you know, she was a mess. (laughs) mess. And so is Brayden. So I'm excited to see how I'm excited how it goes. I will say, um, I am intrigued to see how his arc is go as far as like villains for the show. This is pretty entertaining or it's like, it's good. It's a good build for it. Um, the preview for next week does show like potential like heated conversation between him and Aaron where there might be like some a threat of like physicality, which is not great. Mm. Um, but does that ever happen on the show? 
Uh, sometimes sometimes yeah the men get a little crazy do they get kicked out if they throw punches um i think once that happened yeah for the most part they never get as far enough to pull the punch what, but they're, they're just like bro yeah yeah and what, then bro? they usually like get, in each other's faces yeah and then they usually do get sent home um by the league because they're like no fuck this um yeah. so i'm excited there was a clip of charity coming in they're obviously having a, a, a good conversation she comes and she's like so what the fuck are you guys talking about <laughs> like <sighs> i'm like so into it i'm very very excited for that i just i'm tickled i all these behaviors that we like misogynistically attribute we like attribute to like teen girls and then we say what's bad because teen girls do it i am seeing that consistently from all these men and Mm -hmm. i bet that's a a feature not a bug of this show Mm -hmm. i bet consistently you have men talking about each other behind each other's backs you have men being petty you have men whining and blaming their problems on yeah tattling on each other blaming their problems on you know people who are just out there living life doing their best like Mm -hmm. And it just seems all very pity, petty, mm-hmm. and I'm tickled. I'm tickled pink mm-hmm. that, you know, I think anybody who, like, thinks that any group of humans is that different from another group of humans, if you think men and women are, like, gays and straights or anything, watch The Bachelor. Because these, mm-hmm. like, red-blooded, heterosexual, presumably, Americans are acting like a bunch of petty, sassy, like drag queens fighting with each other. Like it, the conversations look the same as they are on fucking RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. And that's partially why I like The Bachelorette versus The Bachelor, because I like seeing the men do all this. Yeah. When it's The Bachelor, you just have a group of women doing this. And it's like, I'm used to that. That's what I'm used to. Right. And society says, well, that's what women always do. And it's like, yeah, yeah but that's what men always do, too. Right. And I have to like spend the entire season like having nuanced conversations about why the one bitch of the season is like actually, actually probably like a good person because like she was probably yeah. hurt and like it's just projection. Cause I'm like, I feel bad being like this fucking cunt, you know? And yeah. it's like, she's probably like, just like traumatized and being edited exactly, badly. Exactly. And then I'm like, yeah, let's, <laughs> you cry. You're punching a wall. <laughs> you're breaking down over here. You're doing all sorts of weird shit. And then you're begging this woman to get married. Then you probably don't even want to get married, you know? Yeah. But all of a sudden you're this simp. And I'm like, yeah. I, can I make a prediction? Yeah, please. In two to three to four episodes, Brayden will flip the script. He's going to go full Vanessa and be begging. Begging. She is going to pull back just enough. Mm-hmm. She's going to, he's almost going to get cut. I mean, he almost did this week, mm-hmm. but, you know, I can't believe she kept him after all that drama. But um, he's going to almost like, there's going to, she's going to be like, Brayden, you're this close. And he's going to flip the script and be sobbing, begging her. that's my big prediction for the season i see it i could see it that's how those men are so do you have um, any big do you have like a big mm, like mm, i haven't been paying i haven't really been like thinking about long term um Mm -hmm. i think in the top four is daunton these these are guesses i'm not supposed daunton maybe um joey um uh maybe xavier and then i don't probably Brayden, like because like yeah. I, I he could probably just be taken far enough to like whatever um to be that bad boy fourth fourth round and we get to get hometown so i'm excited to see i think that's a pretty good prediction um it does seem like there is a man that eventually goes far enough that then he pulls back um so that could be him or it could be another one of the men because Brayden's right and they're not ready half of them are not ready so we'll see how that goes and i really i really hate that but uh so she sends home 
uh maga aaron and the glitter top aiden from last week he was standing up against brayden as well and james which some random white man i don't know um never seen him in my life he gets james was the whiner I think. oh he was the whiner yeah well and that's what you get when you don't fucking go and get your girl yeah hmm um so sometimes i like to remember to do this but we do a rose and a thorn what was your favorite moment of the show what was your least favorite moment of the show my favorite was um the moment with Danton and charity in her room and just how sweet it was and how authentic it felt and i was like fully like into in the moment and loving it my thorn was when brayden said made a joke about will smithing uh aaron and slapping him Ew. Uh, i did not enjoy that because i don't like the idea of like you promoting violence against a black man in the house and also that entire thing that happened in real life was very fucked up and weird and <laughs> i don't think that you need to be like i wish i was will smith right now and i slap him and say keep your my name out of your fucking mouth like that's not because you're missing the entire point whatever happened what is what happened but will was in theory protecting his wife you know like it's yeah it's, it's like a different situation so it was very much not the point and not his place to like joke around about it didn't like it i think my rose was i mean fuck maga sean mm -hmm. if he is a conservative but i i, I really enjoyed the juxtaposition position juxtaposition mm -hmm. of sean like yes. being a like little drag queen and then you know the the butthurt aaron being like i'm a real man i hunt and fish and stuff and it's like okay and she's not into that loser she wants a little fairy boy to go dance mm -hmm. and shake his ass on stage you didn't exactly. win did you yeah your hunting and fishing didn't impress her so i really like the juxtaposition of him whining while like sean runs off to the beach to make out with her and then i guess my thorn i don't i don't know i it I could felt, be the I whole didn't... episode it could be the fact that you watched no. it for me no no absolutely not <laughs> i feel bad for warwick justice for warwick yes like because it's like you know you have that connection with somebody when you watch like somebody get asked a question like an interview question almost and you're on national tv and the girl you maybe like is like asking it to you and you freeze up like that oh boy oh, i've Ooh. had that happen in an interview once where like i got asked like a, a nor just a, the chillest question and i was like bah, bah. so like i feel bad for him for that yeah so, like i you know he's a pretty boy i hope i hope he finds joy in peace and happiness in life so true that was so yeah she's like what's a good thing that you bring to relationships or like a part of you that's in a relationship and he's like uh i don't know and then i was like well what would i say wait jenna i wanted to ask you <laughs> what is your like best attribute or best couple attributes in a mm -hmm. relationship um i am i'm really i really care like i'm really i mean i'm do like acts of um like service and like i will anticipate that you were getting sick later in the week. I'll just know it. Like, I know you're going to get sick later in the week. So I already have like soup, like ready. It's already done. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it and I'm already thinking about you and, and how to fix it. <laughs> but it can also be too much. I can smother somebody through that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like mine, the thing that I best at, I feel like I give grace really, you know, somebody's grumpy or snaps, like, like I'm very quick to just be like, okay like or if my feelings get hurt i think i'm usually pretty good about being like maybe saying like hey this hurt my feelings but and then just moving yes. on just yeah yeah moving like, on from it like it's you're forgotten. able to see if it's like kind of a big deal or not like obviously if it's a big deal you'll talk about it but if it's like right yeah, it's fine 
But you're just I just yeah, get it. Like yeah. we're just flawed humans. Like we mess up sometimes. I like, love that. I see that. Yeah. If, I see that in you, even in your friendships. No, yeah, it's so cute. We're great. We're pretty awesome, Listener, y'all. You should date us. <laughs> yeah, you I'm should not date us. single, but yeah, I was gonna say I'll I'll take Cam's girlfriend, and then you guys can no. try to get with Cam because. <laughs> Her girlfriend is so hot, y'all. Jenna slides into my DMs and is like, "Bro, your girlfriend's hot." So fucking hot, dude. I, I want to like fucking fist bump you right now, dude. She's at Gabriella on Instagram. If you guys want to go look at Please, her, please. I can't that's, believe yeah. I'm plugging my. No, I know. I'm like, yeah, Cam. Do you want to go ahead and tell us where to find your yeah. girlfriend? Because I don't. We don't give a shit about you, girl. <laughs> yeah, at Gabriella and Velvet Ghost on YouTube. She's a YouTuber. She's a beauty influencer. Um, just check her out. Don't worry about me. <laughs> But if you do want to hear about Taylor Swift and various discussion topics about it, some of which do include Gaylorism, but some of which do not include that because you are a true fan and you're like, you know, whatever, please check out What I Will Say podcast on any of the platforms you're into. Check her out on Instagram. She's doing some great content there. And uh, I've done a couple episodes with you and hopefully we'll do some more in the future and you got to check it out. And I know people were excited to have you back after the couple times I had you on before. So here you are, fuckers. Stopped asking. Like, well, me thank you so much, listeners, for listening. And thank you, Jenna, for having me on. I love talking to you. I'll come on anytime you want to have me. Please, let's do it. With that, y'all, thank you so much for listening again and for rating and reviewing, sharing with friends, sliding in the DMs, liking the memes, all the things you guys do to make me feel like I mean something to you and that we have a special relationship. And it's not inappropriate at all, like Miranda sings. Anyway, bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Date Card Pod. Make sure you're following the podcast on all of the social media platforms. On Instagram and TikTok, it is at Date Card Pod. On Twitter, it's at Date Card Podcast. And you can email me at DateCardThePodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is hosted and produced by myself, Jenna Vesper. And you can find me on at Jenna with a smile on Instagram and check out all my other fun projects I have. Thank you so much to Michaela Jane for our amazing artwork and find her at MichaelaJane.com. And a huge thank you to Jed Overly for our theme music. You can find him on Instagram at JeddyBoyJames. If you're loving the podcast, make sure you share it with a friend, share it with your boss, share it with your mom, maybe an enemy. I don't really care as long as you share it. Okay. And maybe leave a review. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Hello and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below. <laughs>